That night I had a dream. I drifted off thinking about happiness, birth, and new life. But now I was haunted by a vision of blah, 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 blah. He was horrible. We don't have time to meet us, mother! Oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> a man with all the powers of hell at his command. Oh, bitch, is this in 3D? No, but your face is. You could turn the day into night. Have a nice flight. And laid the waste to everything in his path. Chrissy, over by the wall. Bring me the big knife. It was especially hard on little things. Bring me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. The helpless and the gentle creatures. You mean my wife? He let the scorched earth in his wake be foul on even the sweet desert breeze that whipped across his brow. It's like unbeatable. I didn't know where he came from or why. It's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee out here. I don't know if he would dream or vision. But I feared that I myself had unleashed him. Welcome back to the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. I'm still not sure that's actually the name of our podcast. Well, I'm the only one who's listened to all of the episodes, so... That would be true. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all don't know how much post-editing I do to just turn this all into... Oh, Luke, your opinions are really good. And I'm Abby. (laughs) That's... That's what people love about the show. The way that y'all are unable to string together sentences that don't sound hastily edited together. All I can think is you've turned us into, like, the Disney World animatronics. (laughs) I've just got a Devin and an Abby soundboard. And then I've got an algorithm that uh, matches up various sounds, so then it's just like, I can enter in a topic, and then I can have you two talk about the topic. And all the disses become praises. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So. <laughs> Terrifying. This week, Death of Spider-Man. No, this week we're, we're watching Guarding Tess. Guarding Tess. Guarding, Guarding Tess. Tess. Jeff will be pleased. Mm-hmm. Guarding Tess is of the galaxy. Uh, yeah, I had no idea what this was until I brought it up on the TV. I am purposely not reading the summary for this movie. <sighs> yeah, I, I mistakenly did. I thought this was the one where he was the cop, and... I mean, he is a cop, kind of. But that this was also the one that Abby's mom saw a bunch of no. times along with, but it is not that movie. That is not that movie. Also, he played, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, it could happen to you. Ah. Wow, look at you, not paying attention to what your girlfriend says, Luke. You know, we we took a break (laughs) for about a month, and I'm glad to be back. I I need just those constant Okay, we took a break from the podcast. (laughs) We did not have to break up in the middle of a pandemic for a month. This is like, Wow. (laughs) Listen, my opinions about One Piece got increasingly intense. <laughs> can, from working on the other podcast, can 
Confirm. I just come downstairs to, like, get water, and, like, the TV will inevitably be paused on, like, a painful, weird anime face from One Piece. So I don't think there's a possibility to pause One Piece without having somebody have a lot of emotion face on the screen. It's very intense emotions, but also I had to take a break because the Apple TV version of the app is missing like a hundred, like an entire two seasons of the English dubs. And it's like, I'm trying to work or play video games while watching this show. I don't have time to read subtitles. And so I moved on to another show temporarily. What show are you watching now, Luke? Mob Psycho 100. Uh, is that a show? Yeah. I think that's something he came up with from the soundboard. I think that's I just agree. three words. No, it's about a teenage boy whose nickname is Mob who has psychic powers, but he also has a lot of teen problems like a lack of confidence in himself. And he's also working with a paranormal investigator who's a bit of a con man. And together they get involved into situations that are way too intense for a teenager. And so his boss is like, hey, you shouldn't be doing all this dumb fighting. You're teenagers. What the hell are you doing? So Garden Test stars Nicolas Cage and Shirley MacLaine. Famous psychic Shirley MacLaine. What? Famous psychic Shirley MacLaine. Can I tell you what my first introduction to Shirley MacLaine was? Please do. Please. So, Barbara Streisand had a, like, very large New Year's party for 2000 in Central Park. And Mm -hmm. my sister and I both demanded we get a copy of this CD. And during this performance, at one point, Barbara Streisand says, I wonder what it was like at the turn of the last century. And Shirley MacLaine goes, why don't you ask somebody who was there? And then Barbara Streisand went, sure, Shirley MacLaine. And then they do a duet. So that was my first introduction to Shirley MacLaine. And I do not understand why this has been imprinted on my brain for the past 20 years. But that was my first introduction to Shirley MacLaine. What, also, we've been making jokes about how old Shirley MacLaine is for the past 20 years. What song did they sing? I truly don't remember. I just remember the bit. And that was my first introduction to Shirley MacLaine. Oh, it was by Barbara Streisand making fun of Shirley MacLaine. I don't know what I've actually seen Shirley MacLaine in. Like, I know she was in Raising Georgia, that terrible movie with Lindsay Lohan. But I don't actually I think I that. saw that one. I can just very clearly picture the cover. Did everyone else not watch the hit Disney Plus Christmas film starring Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick Noel? Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry. I did watch that. Did I make you she watch was that? She was. You're correct. It was fine. It was a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. And then she played Cora's mother on Downton Abbey. The big thing that I know her from, other than guarding Tess, is she does play the person that Jack Black maybe murders in the hit oh. film, Bernie. Mm-hmm. Bernie is that movie's a, great. Bernie is a great movie. Yeah. I can love Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Underappreciated character actor Jack Black. Oh, 100%. I was rewatching Pick a Destiny the other day. Damn, he's great. 
I was rewatching The Holiday the other day, and he is also fantastic in that movie. I have not seen that, but my mom owns like seven copies of that film. <laughs> that is the movie and I've I seen. And I believe now, as a result, I own a copy. It's a good movie. It's the movie I've seen the most in theaters. I think I saw it four times in a week. Dang. Yeah, I just had a, like different groups of friends who wanted to go see it, so <clears throat> I I totally forgot that there was a twenty eighteen Little Mermaid movie that she was apparently in. There was? Who did you Yeah. Who was she in Grandmother Eloise? Oh wait, yeah. Now I see the cover for it. I remember that coming out. No one saw it. Yeah, it grossed two point six uh one million on a budget of five million. Jesus. Oh that's okay, so I have seen Shirley McLean in Bewitched and in her shoes. And rumor has it, I have seen Shirley McLean in every movie she made in two thousand five. Nice. Also, Gary Marshall's Valentine's Day. Oh, Gary Marshall. <laughs> what I want to see is like an Avengers film for all the Gary Marshall movie characters. So it's just like combining all of them into one. And it's just, ooh, and you can also put an Independence Day in the people who are still around from Love Actually. And then all of them had to fight Thanos. What do you mean in all the people who are still around from Love Actually? Because some actors who were in Love Actually have died. Have they? Uh-huh. Alec Bergman. Oh, yeah, that's right. A single actor from Love Actually has died. And probably some oh, okay. old people. Like the old lady who was in the movie. Uh, the, what? The, the Spanish lady had an old relative who was like, Bella. And you think that essentially extra would be brought back <laughs> yes. in? Yes, have you not seen Avengers Endgame? <laughs> Every character, kid with a potato gun from Iron Man 3 shows up and he gets a scene where he shoots at Thanos and every extra... From all the Marvel movies who were still alive, showed up. And then the ones that didn't show up in uh, the next Spider-Man film. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Abby has the, I don't understand if this is a bit or not, but I don't Why like it. Why would you want that? <laughs> Because, obviously, as a white male who reads comics and who is engaged in nerd culture, that is the only way to validate my choices in life. How many Gary Marshall that. films have you seen, though? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, how many Gary Marshall movies have I seen? Yeah, he directed a lot. He directed a lot. Let's go to Letterbox. Letterbox will be quicker. <laughs> so that I could just tell me the number. Uh, Princess Diaries. You made me watch Runaway Bride. Damn I right, mean, Princess I Diaries for me is like a kind of have seen it. 
At least for me. It's like one of those that you saw bits and pieces of on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yep, no, apparently the only ones that I've seen are Runaway Bride and the Princess Diary movies. I've not seen Pretty Woman. You never saw Hocus Pocus? Did he direct Hocus Pocus? Yes, as I'm looking. Oh, wait, no, he's, that's his film starring him. Mm. I don't want that. I want, I want films directed by I have seen ten movies directed by Gary Marshall. Shit, I've seen one. <laughs> Which one? Princess Diaries. New Year's Eve. <laughs> you haven't seen Princess Diaries? Yeah, but again, I've seen bits and pieces of it on TV. I have also seen a lot of Happy Days and a lot of Mork and Mindy. I was in a high school production of The Odd Couple. Good for you, Luke. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I win one. Mhm. Good job, Abby. Thank you, Devin. Congratulations. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but the film we're watching today, Guarding Tess, is actually directed by Hugh Wilson, director of other such fabulous movies too. Such as the hit 1999 film, Dudley Do-Right, starring fan favorite, Brendan Fraser. I have seen that. Me too. <laughs> also, another 1999 favorite, starring fan favorite, Brendan Fraser, Blast from the Past. Is that the one where he's the cave... No, that's Encino Man. That's Encino Man, which is also great. Blast from the Past is where it's... I forget. It's like a, more of like a 50-year difference. Uh, you're also forgetting Police Academy. Yes. And... Anime WKRP in Cincinnati, which my mom watched a lot of. Yeah. And as such, I watched some of So this movie has a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. On the bright side, it's only in an hour and a half. Those people are dumb. It is perfectly a serviceable film. I am excited to see this. Mm -hmm. I am really trying hard not to look at the bottom quarter of the screen that has the synopsis. But I do just know that it's about Nick Cage being a Secret Service agent and having to protect the mother of the president? No, it's a former first lady. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. Famous psychic Shirley MacLaine. I mean, quite cheerfully, that's most of the movie right there. Are, are, are we talking like a Mr. Magoo situation? or she's uh, It's more of he doesn't want to work for her and she wants him to stick around because she enjoys being mean to him. Aww. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Everybody's right. allowed to have fetishes, Devin. Especially the rich. Word. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, go in and watch this movie, and we'll catch up after we've guarded Tess. Or maybe she gets killed. <laughs> oh, that would be <laughs> grim. He could be really bad at his job. Nobody said he was a good Secret Service agent. He could be the worst Secret Service agent. She pushed him too far one day. <laughs> what if he was also the ghostwriter in this movie? 
That means nothing to me. We'll be back. Ha <laughs> <laughs> And we're back from Guarding Tess, a movie that took a really weird turn in the last 15 minutes with how they chose to wrap it up. Because, I mean, like, anytime you have a bodyguard movie, you know the target is going to be kidnapped and they, they have to be rescued. And normally it's like, oh, they're maybe tied up in a room and... You get some bumbling idiots who have been trying to capture them the entire time. And no, this goes kind of like, oh, this is Hannibal Lecter, where Tess, the ex, or the ex-first lady. Former. 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 That's the term. Is buried like 10 feet with a PVC pipe uh, as her only source of oxygen in the ground in a farmhouse on an abandoned-looking farm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, no, this is, how did they fill that in so fast? Like, were they just Secret backhoe! <laughs> <laughs> Why would you tell the FBI you had a secret backhoe? Yeah. Also, was anyone else disappointed that Cage didn't, like, rip his shirt off as he was getting all in there digging her out? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who wants to do the, like, one-minute summary of this movie? Devin? Sure. So, Guarding Tess is a film where Tess is the former first lady, her husband has died, and Nicholas Cage is tasked with watching her. Tess is kind of mean to him, and he is finally relieved that he's going to be getting off her detail, but she insists that he stays. And throughout the course of the film, we see lots of bickering, but then an eventual understanding and then friendship forms between the two of them, and then upon which we do discover that she has been kidnapped, and then he has to rescue her and save the day. I love a kidnapping with no explanation of why the fuck she was kidnapped. Money? Yeah, but like, I feel like without like any backstory or anything, it was just. Oh, hey, the limo. And there was never like any like resolution to like who else is behind the kidnapping. Yeah, it was just the limo driver and like two of his relatives who own a farm, and they wanted to get fifteen million dollars and blame Middle Eastern people. Hell I don't yeah. think they were trying to put the blame on Middle Eastern groups. I think that that was an assumption made by the FBI because of the that was a very crescent shape mark thing. on her, yeah. on his back neck. 
Fair enough. I mean, he would have preferred not to be stabbed by <laughs> the cigarette lighters. I think everybody would prefer not to be have been yes. stabbed by a cigarette lighter. This movie truly had a lot of the pacing problems that I've had with some of the earlier Cage films we watched. Where it just takes ten fucking years for anything really to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you kind of get an increase when you, like, when they just, like, when her and Cage start being friends. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, extreme drama! Extreme change in temperament for Cage! Really quickly, no resolution, film ends. Yeah. It... It's something that needed, like, some montages to speed through some of the scenes that just take forever. Like, really, this movie also lacked a lot of music in the scenes. Like, that was one thing that I've noticed compared to a lot of other more recent Cage films that we have watched is there's not a lot of background music. Maybe, like, one or two songs. When well, and not... it's mostly classical music, which you notice less because it... I mean, mm-hmm. which goes with the theme of the movie more because of the whole... Let's go see the opera in Columbus thing. But it definitely yeah. doesn't add to the ambiance of the movie that much. But also there's not even just ambiance music. Because normally when I have to cut out a Cage sound clip, there's some sort of background sound in the newer movies. And here, oh, I'm just going to be able to get the scene where he threatens to blow off the chauffeur's toes. <laughs> really easy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Also, for a movie that kept being that kept claiming that it was set in Ohio, who wants to guess what state it was actually filmed in? Well, I know what state it was actually filmed in. Any guesses, Abby? I need give me a single cardinal direction. East. Virginia? Maryland. Should I really guess? Just like of all the places, it's just like why when you can fi- yeah it's like you can film ohio we film ohio in a lot of things to replace other cities especially <laughs> just like middle of nowhere like but need a mansion like yeah you can easily do that especially like given where the movie is set like i'm sure there is actually a mansion for, you- for available for filming purposes pretty close to somerville ohio mm-hmm. given its proximity to oxford or why didn't you just set it in Maryland, like, where you filmed it? Also... Because it's, like, it's, like, the only things that, like, had any Ohio, uh, like, connection was that you had uh, 71. They went to pro- the opera in Columbus, which yes, I believe pro- is now defunct. Maybe, yeah, but that, that's at least a thing. And then uh, the state flag at the police station. Yeah. Also, they mentioned, like, it... No, I guess not. I thought they had mentioned that it was close to Denison. Yo, they met at Denison. That's right. But Denison is one of hundreds of small liberal arts countries and the liberal arts colleges in the countries that you could easily sub out for probably one of hundreds in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think partially it was probably like the like it takes too long to get from DC to Ohio so the president can't come because like the thing about the president not coming to the opening of the presidential library and like the trip that Cage needed to take in the beginning to go all the way to Washington and then 
come back. And also... Like, those wouldn't have as had as much, like, feeling of like, oh, okay, this is why this can't happen. And, and, well, the president couldn't come because there was, like, some official state business that had to take place instead. Yeah, but I, I also think that, like, the Ohio is the, oh, okay, it's got a lot of very empty parts that people know about. They aren't expecting a lot of landmarks because no one knows mm -hmm. what is out there except for cornfields, but it's also got Columbus, so there's opera. Yes. It's like... Also, they argue, too, Ohio is very much the everyman state. We are the state that is always the filming location, provided we are not either New York or uh, California. We're the non-on-scene filming location. Yeah. Uh, and and like, I mean, like, even characters... Well, even characters... Yeah. But, like, even characters that are just, like average they're from ohio yeah. or they're astronauts or yes. presidents yes so, yeah, because it's the state that everyone knows that's mm -hmm. true i think one thing that kind of would have changed some of the pacing if they had taken the part where we discover why tess gives a shit about cage and move that, like, 15, 20 minutes earlier. Because mm -hmm. it was kind of like the... Almost too much of this lady is just cranky and old and being a bitch for the sake of being a bitch. So I feel like if we had scooted, like, the... Oh, he was crying at her husband's funeral when no one else was. And she has that on tape and that's why she wants him as her secret service agent, that would have kind of made it more poignant. And I think, because I, I definitely liked Tess when, like, after we learned that and, like, after mm -hmm. they were getting along more. And I feel like I would have liked more of the movie to understand that conflict more as opposed to her just making his life hell for the hell of it. Especially well, I think it would have been interesting, too, especially when her son shows up and it is established that she has a terrible relationship with her kids. I think it actually would have been more interesting to have that after her and Cage kind of become a little bit closer. Yeah. Oh, also, the son plotline, like, it does just end there as well. It's like, oh, yeah. I, I want your name to help me advertise these buildings because I can't get money otherwise. I, I was kind of expecting that he was going to be involved in the kidnapping plot. Oh, sure. I had completely forgotten about the sun by that yeah. point in the movie, so... I, I mean, I think it would have been a bit more developed than, oh, this is the limo driver who you heard, who has been said many times was specifically hired by Tess. And, like, everyone who she has working for her are people who she is helping out. Right. Well, and I think another weird part about the kidnapping plot was the fact that, I mean, I, I realize he was saying all this shit under duress as Cage was threatening to shoot him and or actively shooting him, but the fact that he said it wasn't his idea and they were forcing him to do it, if it's his family, like, what the hell do they have on him that apparently, like, he would risk kidnapping right. a, and the first his lady job, which he like they established pretty well that he does actually really care about this job, mm -hmm. if not her. So that whole part of it was just interesting. 
I think it was a we're having a fun, lighthearted film, but shit, we need to wrap up. And we need a we need a we need a climax. So, uh, she's, she's buried ten fucking feet deep. Hell Never yeah! Never going to find her. She's going to always sleep. Mm-hmm. So Cage turns into a spirit of vengeance, Ghost Rider. Fuck yeah! He he did get pretty close to going full Cage there in the hospital room, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. And well digging. Yes. I mean, the man has some pretty crazy emotions, but he can't emote. Mm-hmm. That he can. And he was emoting hard. Also, what is Frederick? Uncle Vernon? The nurse. No, I know. He's a nurse. Is, is that what he is? Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I didn't understand why the fuck he was there either. Yeah. I like thought at the he beginning, he kind of seems like the. Well, at the beginning, it kind of seems like he, he's dressed up like in the chef's robes, but very clearly the other man is is the chef, mm-hmm. not right. him. Yeah. Frederick the Weird also there has a few bits character played by the same actor who played Uncle, Uncle Vernon Harry Potter's. I'm really glad you R. told R. me that, because I kept staring at him and being like, where the hell do I know this man from? Like, I recognize him. From Withnail and I. Or as I told Luke, or Terrace number three in Superman 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he does have a lot of big Cajun energy. For I got big Cajun energy off of him. Yeah. And also, it's hard to tell if he had, like, an accent, but if that was just him being a catty person or not. Yeah. I think you also, I wonder if you would have gotten big Cajun energy off of him if he wasn't wearing white all the time. Exactly. Because I feel like you were thinking of that one specific Simpsons compilation episode where it all takes place in the bayou, and there's a character of about that size wearing all white. You talk about Big Daddy? You talk about Big Daddy, Devin. Everyone loves Big Daddy. I was expecting more uh, a more apt Simpsons reference, Devin. I I feel let down. That's fair. So yeah, I mean, it's a fine movie. I feel like a lot of movies from this time period have the same kind of pacing issues. I I mean, there's also the point where in the 90s you had a lot of studios that were doing more to preserve their movies. Because there's always been the also-ran films but so much of what we have as film history is movies that either struck it big or were well regarded and kept around and preserved for a reason and yeah guarding tests could be lost and i don't think much of value would be gone i hope jeff fights you i agree (laughs) that's why i was like very confused when there's that one person in the comments who was like very adamant against guarding tests (laughs) which is just like it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie, but it is a very inoffensive movie. It is, especially for kind of having cop themes. It is fine. Like, yeah. It is a, it's a f- movie. Yeah. It has some fun laughs. It does have some fun laughs. I do appreciate the full cage. Well, Cage was great. I enjoyed the entire scene of them in the grocery store asking about the, the price of peas. I thought the grocery store was going to be more pivotal. 
I was truly expecting the grocery store to be more pivotal, and I'm really bummed out that it wasn't. I think I only believed it was going to be more pivotal because that's the scene that comes up as, like, the background when you rent it on iTunes. But Oh, sure. This was the most, probably the most fun scene out of all the scenes. Oh, it's very fun. I wonder if LeSeur Petit Peas got any sort of sales boost after being, like, other, well, I guess he orders a Whopper, but, like, there wasn't really a lot of product placement in this film. Baby Ruth. The bar that you can use to escape from your secret service with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find the exact guarding test post. But... Well, it's also, what's it called? It's also, a, there was also a lot of movies that were like this at the time. Yeah. This would have been shortly after both Bodyguard. But I guess some people to try to compare it to Driving Miss Daisy, which I don't personally agree with, but... No, not so much. I don't know. No, thank you. I did kind of... It was interesting. So Shirley MacLaine was only 60 years old at the time of this film. Yes. Which, like, the whole aging up thing is just kind of wild. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Also, like, I was trying to figure out, like, she looked pretty Barbara Bushy. Yeah, yeah. Especially in hairstyle, like, she looked pretty Barbara Bushy. That would have been right after Barbara Bush, too. That is true. What, 93? So, yeah. I like to call her bar. Yeah. 94. Or 94, right? Yeah. So, Yeah. It's a movie. It's fine. I will not choose to watch it again, but I am less mad at it than I am at previous cage films we've watched. Fair enough. I think this is also the most focused conversation we've had on a movie so far. Because you know what? There's no one else in the film other than Uncle Vernon who's like, this is where you should recognize this person from. And... The limo driver, who was played by the same guy who played Max in the original The Muppets movie. Uh, I mean, to me, by far the person that everyone should recognize the most is James Redhorn. Who was who? He was the lead secret, or the lead FBI agent. I thought he looked familiar, mm-hmm. but I can't. Oh, bro's like in everything. Until he died recently. R.I.P. Here, let me pull. Let me pull up all of his great things. Cause no, bro's like in like everything. Okay, now that I see like older individual pictures of him, yeah, white collar, homeland, meet the parents, Independence Day, and that that one's the big one. Mm-hmm. I feel like as I say that out loud, that's more of a call out to Luke as opposed to Abby. <laughs> I'm I'm looking. Uh, oh, okay. I, I was looking at the wrong name. Yeah, I mean he is very much thin, white dude business look. He was the president in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Remember that cinematic treasure? <sighs> I, I also saw remember. that one in theaters. 
Same. God, I, what a great film. I rented that. I remember nothing about it. Are you just saying that because it has both Keenan and Kel in it? I mean, you say that. I did not remember that, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a 90s Nickelodeon film, so Keenan and Kel, you know, they're showing up. I mean, that, that part's fair. No, I more just remember just the, the film, but... Yeah, definitely. That might be the first film that I recognize Robert De Niro from as a child. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do and we he was any... in Head of State, another great movie. Anyone? Anyone? I've no. seen more of his later television roles than his movies. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, Chris Rock and Bernie Mac run for president. I do love the Google uh, categorization of Guarding Test, which is thriller slash comedy of manners. Nice. I'm still just reeling from my realization earlier this week that not everybody just has an innate knowledge of what the fuck 18th, 19th century lords were doing with their time. Thank you for that, Dad. You're welcome. All right. Uh, well, do we have anything else, or can we get to the next hot step? It's a f- movie. A comedy beyond the Call of Duty. That's the great British tagline for this film. That is a great tagline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, do we each want to suggest a Nicolas Cage movie to watch next and then put it back up on the poll? Oh, let's definitely do that. Pull up that filmography, yo. Hell yeah. Because I, I do enjoy getting to get a amuse-bouche of Nicolas Cage. I just linked the filmography in the chat. I already had it up. Alright. Uh... Does anybody know what they want to suggest? No, I want to go last. Okay, and Abby, do you also not want to go first? I don't want to go first. I want to go last so I can throw out a very different film from what everyone else probably says. All right. Well, you know what? You all are cowards. I'm going to say the 2007 Nicolas Cage action classic film Ghost Rider. I'm also going to go with a 2007 Nicolas Cage film. (laughs) I'm going to go with National Treasure Book of Secrets. Devin? Now let's see, as Devin approaches the microphone stand, he could also go with uh, two different 2007 movies and also a documentary but uh, let us see as he is approaching the microphone. First off, Grand House is not a movie that we were going to watch. We are just going to watch the segment. Yeah. And I watched Next Year recently. I am not watching that one again in, in the near future. All right. So, what is your choice? Mm, so many. Were you just holding a fake fucking microphone up to the actual <laughs> microphone? Yes. Jesus. I agree. Jesus, Luke. 
No, I'm just a man. <laughs> uh, I recorded an actual play podcast last weekend, and it was something where I was the only person playing with the GM, and so I just realized that I was pantomiming things to help stay in character. That's great. That was great. It's between two. Now let's go this way. Well, what, uh, are, we, what are what are the two that you're considering? They're both the fun '90s films. We're either going with, uh, no, nah, we're just going with this one. We will be going with the 1996 action thriller classic directed by acclaimed director Michael Bay, starring Sean Connery, Ed Harris, and Nicolas Cage. We will present The Rock. All right. Uh, so, look out for... That'll be a lot of Ed Harris and Nicolas Cage action. You're talking about Star of Stage in Westworld, Ed Harris? You sure? Is he in Westworld? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm uh, pretty I only sure. watched the original Westworld, which, quite like truthfully, I did not understand why it needed to be followed up upon actually there needs to be a correction and i will change my pick to accommodate this correction mm -hmm. i believe from the last poll we still have ghost rider so i will pick ghost rider as my pick this time i picked ghost rider no you didn't that's literally <laughs> what luke just said like a second oh ago. no i <laughs> unplugged myself i can't hear Devin backing me up Kevin what? said that's what I had a second That's like literally ago. what you said like a second ago. <laughs> okay, I am plugged back in. What do you think that I picked, Abby? I yeah, I, like, I, I want to know what you thought he, he picked. <laughs> he like, didn't register at all. <laughs> Never mind. Because that's why Luke was trying to pressure me to pick another 2007 film, because Luke had also picked a 2007 <laughs> film. <laughs> Look, I haven't gotten much sleep the past two nights. I really don't remember what the hell Actually, I changed my mind again. Luke, remove the rock. We're going with the 2002, because we, ha we don't have a comedy now. We're going with the Spike Jones classic adaptation. Hold on, hold on. Abby was changing what she wanted to be. Okay. She was changing it to become Ghost Rider. <laughs> which was already on there. Which yeah. Right, so I'm back to National Treasure. So I'm assuming she is going back to National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets. Okay, okay. How about this? This was on the actual poll and actually won at a point. Uh, G-Force will be the fourth option. The Nicolas Cage Disney G4's Family only won Company. because I figured out a backdoor to vote a bunch of different times. <laughs> okay, so you are in support of G-Force being on. Devin, will you third? Of what? G-Force being the fourth option. I don't care. Alright, so we have G-Force, Ghost Rider, National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets, and The Rock. Yes. Yes, Abby. I thought Devin wanted to change his pick. No, but oh. now we're but now other okay. comedies are in the mix, so okay. now I'm withdrawing. Good. Yes, agreed. 
Ratified. All right, so we will put up a poll when this goes up. What would be Sunday night uh, for a week or so, and that way people have time to vote and we have uh, time to figure out how we're going to watch what we're going to watch. Uh, and now, Devin, where can you be found online? Oh, you can find me online at Fred Fett, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Abby, where can people find you? Hold please, Luke, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at at that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. The Nicholas Cage podcast that we do can be found on iTunes and other systems as part of the Luke Hare podcast project. I also have a Gumroad that you can this find. This is a ratio of Devon and I. On, uh, at at Coltreg and Devon and I are both the hosts of Multiversal Q, where we have just hit the death of a Spider-Man in our coverage of the Ultimate Universe. R.I.P. R.I.P. Morning till I join you. Sorry that Aunt May did what she did. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at anonymous. That's A-B-B-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. Right. I will remember my ha- my Twiddle handle at some point in the future. Not today, though. You'll remember your Twitter Twiddle handle, but what about your Twitter handle? I'm going to throw my phone at your face. <laughs> well, luckily it's on the cord because it's charging, so I, I feel less worried about that. It's a long cord. <laughs> uh, all right, well, thank you all for listening to our guarding test special. We hope that you learned some tips and tricks to speed run through this classic movie. Enjoy. Enjoy! Evan, are you going to say anything to the listeners? Get in the goddamn chair. <laughs> See you in two weeks, everybody. Have a great rest of your day now. You too.